Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and today we're pleased to welcome one of the owners of a successful local IT company. Mum and daughter launched website specialists in 2017 and have done a great job of establishing and developing the business. Today we're talking to Jill Ashton. Jill, welcome to the cat. Thank you and good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, Jill, you've had considerable experience in uh, sales and marketing prior to setting up the business. So share with us what you were doing before you started the company. Yeah, I'll just go back a little bit further than that. I actually was a qualified uh, nurse, but I went into the uh, medical device industry 25 years ago. And so my my experience has been mainly in sales and marketing, heading up uh, clinical teams um, to actually deliver the products so I've had a lot of exposure to obviously um, presentation skills uh, confidence building the sales driven environment so that's been my main environment for 20 odd years so literally I've you know I've had um, it's, it's stood me in good stead really for the last sort of uh, two three years of building up J Law Associates and were you heading up a sales team Yes, I was heading up a sales team, uh, mainly clinical. So that means that they were all sort of got qualified medical um, qualifications. But I actually headed them up so that I taught them how to actually be a sales efficient team as well. So I would actually go out and mentor them and coach them to exactly, you know, not just delivering teaching, but also selling the products as well. So although they were of a medical mind, they were still selling medical products and still needed those skills? Yes, they did. They did need the selling skills. I mean, that's what a lot of, obviously, a lot of nurses do go into the medical device industry or pharmaceutical industry, but they have to be taught mainly the selling skills because that is obviously what is lacking. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time with the teams, um, helping them to, with that as well out in the field. So how difficult was that for training people who not necessarily had gone in to a job looking to sell products? Mm-hmm. I think one of the main things we find with selling a medical device, um, this is all to do with diabetes as well, so um, it kind of did almost sell itself and it's the enthusiasm that the team had showing obviously the, the, the diabetes teams throughout the UK how good the product was by actually showing the practical side of it, demonstrating it, putting actually patients onto it to prove that obviously it, it worked. So that's how we kind of our sales approach was more practical rather than actually a sales pitch you know to get the teams on board so they could see it actually worked and uh, your, your title was sales and marketing so you were you were also marketing the- yeah initially more uh, both actually because obviously when I first joined the company there's only very few people on these insulin pumps so I literally had the sales and marketing role we had to deliver the, all the products uh, we actually to look you know any marketing sort of products that we got involved with we'd actually vet all the all the uh, literature and all that sort of stuff as well so we did a lot of input from the clinical team because obviously it was new using a clinical team besides a normal sales team as well so it's quite a new thing it's still actually the, the model now is actually still used within the same company because it works so well. And when you look back, how difficult was it putting together a marketing strategy for you to, to reach out to potential customers? The marketing strategy worked well. 
and what we thought about doing is really getting ourselves out there it's actually a bit about no like and trust in the diabetes world to be honest it's actually getting out there getting the nurses on board getting the consultants to know the product getting them to know you that that person that's got, going to be going and seeing them regularly following up the uh, obviously the patients as well so it's really like a care package that you're almost offering within the hospital as an external and it worked really well because um, obviously they just appreciated the, the teaching uh, and everything that we did for them we'd have big study days where there's like 60 or 70 consultants dietitians diabetes nurses and we you know we did a two three day teaching with them as well so we spent a lot of time and no different than any other business really you're building relationships building relationships the word exactly yes that's what it's all about yeah and they once they got to like us as a person then really the, the competition was out there but it wasn't huge and at the time really um, it was definitely if they liked you they would actually use your product definitely yeah. yeah so you decided to start your business what would you say were the most important transferable skills that you brought to the business from all that wealth of experience you had selling and marketing yeah the, the one of the biggest things I would say from the sales and marketing was the confidence and also obviously getting in being in that sales driven environment for 20 odd years I actually you totally understand that you've got to get out there and get you know get get yourself out there get yourself known getting people to know you like you trust your product they know that what you're going to do is actually what you say um, so, so I think that stood me in really good stead and presentation skills all, all the sort of things that we were taught in the corporate world obviously I've been using that the last three or four years within our own company. So was that a tough learning curve for you? Because actually delivering information to a big group of people would frighten most most people to death. Presumably you got used to that. I did get used to it and I was confident with the product. So I think that's what anybody that's going out there, even starting up a, a new business, if you're confident with what you're actually trying to sell and getting your message over to, to um, everybody, then it will almost sell itself it's when you're not confident with your product and you don't know understand the ins and outs of it that's when you can actually stall and people don't actually have the confidence in you so they obviously won't choose you I mean it's a massive competitive world out there we all know that so it is more now building up relationships with customers to you know and then it can be word of mouth from there as well if you've got a handful of customers you most probably have got access to their contact lists as well and you know and they will actually then you know they can promote promote you to friends, family, other business owners, etc. Yeah, so they're referring once they feel confident yeah. in your ability to, exactly, to sell them yes. the right thing yeah. and that, that level of trust is there yeah. and yeah. they begin referring. Yeah. 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 So tell us what motivated you in the first place to start your own business. The company I was working for um, is getting a little bit more more into the rat race and I wasn't enjoying the job quite as much and I think then I think when your heart fault starts falling out of a sales job then literally you know your sales will drop so I think I think I just took the choice to come out of the corporate world and I started sort of um, literally looking at maybe Facebook selling and and things like that on the internet got really interested in uh, internet marketing um, so since 2014 I got myself on two or three courses studying biopsychology um, so that means really it's all about what the consumer wants so that's my real interest 
so on a website we can actually write the copy we get to know what the client wants um, so and, and understand what their customers want so when they're on that website it keeps them on that website so that was all most of my work really over three four years has been studying all about biopsychology today we're talking to Jill Ashton from website specialists Jill, starting your own business is a bold step uh, and requires copious amounts of energy, enthusiasm, planning and focus. Tell us how you prepared the way for lunch day. Going back to what I've just said about the studying for the biopsychology, that was the first step. I needed to get confident with that. Um, and the build-up to that really was that we had a... we developed a tool called a website assessment or diagnostic tool which is like a 20 page document Um, so I developed that over a couple of years so literally it's got about 35 points on it taking someone through their website um, telling them what they're doing wrong what they should be doing and it's all based on also the customer's mindset so why they they've got literally seven seconds to keep their customer on that website so it starts with that and it goes through starting from the headline all the way through the website showing them what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing and advising them what to do that was the first development really was we started promoting the assessment and I've done did that for about 18 months which it was was successful and from there really we took then we started looking at website development because of the fact that uh, we knew exactly how a website should be laid out we knew exactly what should be written on it the content and the copywriting so uh, we now actually uh, offer websites as well within the company Jill, tell us a little bit more about the three years you spent studying biopsychology. That just seems to be a, a tremendous amount of time. So you obviously went into a lot of detail. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an ongoing course and also it involves writing as well. So it's not just learning from a book. It's like I actually had my own mentor who is a, an internet marketing um, guru and an, an amazing copywriter, uh, a guy called John Street, who is still a mentor regards uh, the internet marketing. And um, what I did is literally followed a lot of his um, exercises. So not only as he, was it the biopsychology, it's also teaching us to write the copy and understanding the sales process maybe what you could say is the hidden backdoor sales process that there's out there on a website so it keeps the customer involved it'll keep the customer hooked in so by the end of reading maybe that first page they'll go actually yeah I want to either subscribe or we'll buy that product because they really think obviously what has been offered on that first page is is, um, is what they want and what they need so you really drilled down into all the detail before yes. you pressed the button on launch day? Yes, definitely. I did a lot of background work because I wanted to be confident with the not with the psychology side of it because it's not, I think people just think people just throw a website together, or some people do, but throw a website and just put no decent words on it or no, no, no headline and it's not Google friendly and things like that. But, you know, all those sort of things you need to understand so that um, the basically following the consumer's pathway through and why they're going to buy at the end of it and purchase. 
So it's, it's understanding the online bio, yes. which is quite different yes. in a face-to-face than a face-to-face situation. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of businesses, and, and you've already mentioned the fact that you had a business mentor, yeah. a lot of businesses do seek the support of business mentors, particularly during the startup period or when they're making strategic decisions. So how did you navigate through the, the first two years? Because you're, you're at the end of your second year, am I right? I joined BNI in 2017 in April so that's when we started trading we did get the name and all the logo and everything together sort of middle of 2016 but we had just carried on doing a bit more learning and finding out exactly what sort of sales approach we're going to use are we going to go networking or, or sort of use uh, Facebook and social media etc so it was all about really just planning what we're going to do um, and we did use John for a lot of advice on that because obviously he's got he had a wealth of experience um, and going on from there really now also we have our own business coach as well so tell us what would be some of the sticking points for you that you, where you would require a mentor to come in and just just help you help you through it. I think starting out with a business is quite overwhelming, and from start to finish, so it isn't just oh I've got a product I'm going to sell it. It's preparing an un- you understanding and being sort of enthusiastic about what you're going to sell and also getting the confidence to put yourself out onto social media, getting out there, networking. I think that was a big thing for me, even though my experience of, of you know in sales and marketing for 20 odd years going out on my own it is a different ball game again because you're literally it's you and just you in that room and you're doing it for yourself and your company just myself and Laura it was basically you do have to have a plan and my plan was networking to start off with and see how we got on with that and then I've brought in social media as well and then email marketing most probably will be one of our next things as well because I'm doing quite a lot of studying on that as well and as you said, because you're, you're selling the process mm-hmm. of putting a, a website together, yeah. people are going to scrutinise your website, aren't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, Before definitely. they decide. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So you've got to get that right. Exactly, yes. So yeah. did, did your mentor help you ensure you, yes, you dotted did. Yeah, all the we've got, Yeah, we've got, um, I, mean, I suppose somebody might look at our website and might think it's a bit wordy, but... The, the words on the website are quite it's like almost like a small sales process it just needs to be changed a bit you know regularly as well you need to make sure that you're actually adding blogs on going and tapping away and we are, mine is just due for a little revamp so I'm just going to be spending some time on my own website in the next sort of perhaps sort of two three weeks as well this is a podcast from the cat. Today we're talking to Jill Ashton from Website Specialist. Jill, networking, uh, telephone contact and email, just a few of the channels used for developing new customers. So tell us how you generated your first lot of customers, your, you know, the first one or two that helped yeah. you get um, things going. Yeah, two years ago, the first customers were for our website assessment. So I did join networking groups 
a few. Um, I've joined the BNI and I also um, Sue Roberts' uh, new business networking group here at the college as well. So I became regular sort of member to both of those. So that was really where we had our first two or three assessments, um, you know, orders from. Um, and then really from there it did escalate a bit more. I didn't do a lot of telephone sort of marketing um, but I have done my own email marketing but at the moment I'm actually working on improving that because I have a better sales process on the emails as well now. So uh, you would sell networking as the number one way of, of generating customers in the first place? Yeah my, my plan initially was to get ourselves known locally um, which we have done we're getting there now more and more that is definitely working now two years down the line um, a lot more people know JLaw Associates either from social media or from networking um, and then from here now really as we go as we move forward in the next two years is expanding that a little bit more going a little bit more UK or even maybe global as well because you can do yes, that. You don't you have do. to be tied to a desk looking at somebody in the eye. No, you? no. And even having a one-to-one -one with someone um, who might be interested in having a website done or an assessment done, you know, it's quite easy to Skype them, you know, so if they're the other side of the country or overseas, it's fine. And once you've got customers, you'll understand how important it is to uh, retain those customers. How, how do you retain your hard-fought customers? Yes, definitely. That is what that's what it's all about. Really, we we our our main goal is to have long term customers. So once we've got our customer on board, either for an assessment or a um, a website, and once we've actually offered the basics, then there's our other things that we do offer that they might be interested in as they move forward. And and you know if it's a new startup business, as they obviously get more more sort of monies available they might want to do extra things on the website so I do send newsletters out or I will call them and just ask them if they're okay and see if you know if they're happy with their website at the moment and then see if they want anything else doing to it so that's how I do it so it's all follow-up yeah so really you're, you're doing it like a, a review with them yes of yeah. their needs yeah yeah. yeah. So have they helped you generate any new services as a result of that? Yes, a couple of our clients have actually given us um, names of other people that we've called and they've become clients as well. So that is word of mouth is works really well because I suppose we're especially smaller businesses you're in the small business world so we, everybody knows someone that's either hasn't got the website or maybe thinking they've already got one and it's not doing too good so we can have a look at it we do offer them a free review uh, initially and then we would give them like out of a hundred like we would say maybe your website's 40 so you need sort of like 60% work doing on it do you want us to do it and we'd give them a price we'd give them an hourly price for that and is, is there ever an opportunity to get feedback from your customers when you're talking to them? Yes, we always ask for testimonials of our clients and feedback and you know people do yeah, we, we do. I do that quite often because it's it, to me it's very important that you can, you never stop learning, and you never stop improving. So in the service, obviously taking it forward, we need to get it better and better. So your customers are helping you improve. Yes, the service yeah, yeah. You're clients delivering. are important to us yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
So moving on, you actually deliver a wraparound service for your customers yeah. in respect to websites. So, yeah. so tell us about the different IT services you have on offer. Yeah, well, to start off with, obviously, we do a website. We will discuss with our, our clients what they want. So do they want a one page up to a five page or more? It depends on the size of, of the company. And if you're just starting out, normally two to three pages is adequate for a website. A good small website is better than a big website that isn't doing a lot at all. Yeah. And then within the website, obviously, we can actually add copywriting if they want us to do that. So that is, I do like what I call it's empathy mapping. So I find out what their customers might want, what they're thinking when they go onto the website. Um, so I'll work quite closely with our, our clients doing like insight mapping and all sorts so that we can just really sort of drill right down to what their clients are going to be wanting when they get onto their website. Uh, we do Google Analytics because I'm Google Analytics qualified. We do uh, follow-up services. So every sort of six to 12 months, we'll just find out if they want anything adding to them, extra pages like blog pages. We will do blogging. We would look at a LinkedIn page and we could actually help them with their, you know, their LinkedIn profile to bring it up to scratch when people are actually going to be looking at that as well. And we look at also adding like meta descriptions onto the website so if somebody is actually googling them we're going to add their all the keywords in so we'll help them to rank a little bit higher in um on google i mean google is always changing and we would not you know we do not literally say to somebody we can actually rank you at a certain position in in um on google because it it actually costs a fortune to do that with adwords but we have got like uh, what we call an seo analyzer which will literally uh, look at the words and give us a rough idea of, of, of we've making sure we've got the main keywords on that uh, website for them. Um, it's just search engine optimization, but we can we can go we can proceed with that further, and we can do you know we can do more analytics with them as they that their business sort of uh, gets busier, and they you know they want more people on their website as well. So that's quite interesting that you do all that measuring so mm -hmm. do you give the customer an overall picture of how the website's performing on a fairly regular basis if we've basis? got they've got Google Analytics if they want it on some people don't want it on because they've literally not all websites are there for it's more for, for like a shop window literally for them so if, if they see that they sort of go and speak to somebody they might say oh just have a quick look at the website it'll tell you what we do on a service page but other people are really if, if they're trying to sell a product obviously it is important so we would give them a monthly report if they want or we would teach them how to interpret the analytics it depends on how techy on what time you know time is a big thing with a lot of um, small business owners as well I only know what I've read. So the Google Analytics will tell you where a customer goes on the website yes. and, and how long they stop. It does, yeah, and which pages that they go on. It, obviously, they'll tell you how long they're on the page. It gives you the demographics as well, where they most uh, age groups, all sorts. It breaks it down into all sorts if you want you to know but my, my my main thing with google analytics is you know how many sort of hits are they getting how long the the, the customer or client is on that page and are they actually clicking or why aren't they clicking onto the product so that's the sort of things we would look at and break down more for our clients yeah so if if the customer wasn't moving through the website as you desired yeah. then you could make changes yeah we'd look at making changes yeah. on the website for them yeah Yes. Brilliant. Today we're talking to Jill Ashton from Website Specialists. 
Jill, targets and KPIs are, are, in, are essential components of any business plan. So share with us your plans for the future and how you measure success in your business. Yeah, we do have targets um, and on, on our business plan. And I think I said a bit earlier, we have got a business coach who works with us and obviously... I suppose she shaped and and pointers in the right direction. So moving forward now, we've perhaps got an estimate of so many websites per month uh, or website assessments, and taking it forward into the next sort of two three years, we're perhaps going to be offering more with the copywriting and also email marketing as well, um, because at the moment I'm doing quite a lot of work on that uh, studying as well on that. So website assessment, is it's a, a good way of getting talking to your customers, isn't yes, it, or potential yeah, customers? Yeah, yeah, because it's hard to say to somebody. I mean, some people haven't got a website, so perhaps the conversation when they haven't got one is a little bit easier. But if they've already got one and you've seen it, you can't really just say to someone, by the way, your website's not very good, because obviously it could be a relative, it could be a close friend that's built it. So, yeah, it might be to say, well, we do do an assessment. We can actually give you a free review and then we can go from there so sometimes it means um, just revamping their website you know we, we're quite we're very ethical we'll have a look what we can do with your old one first if you can't do anything with it then we would suggest a basic maybe wordpress website for them because you can always build on wordpress even to woocommerce or anything that you want to we would give them advice of what to do so how to take their, their yeah, existing circumstances it, yes, forward. Exactly. And they can either yes. do it themselves if they feel confident or go back to their web designer, whoever's to say, right, we've had this advice now, we need to move forward, or we will actually do it ourselves for them. Yeah. yeah. So how would you measure success moving forward then? Success for us is obviously more business, keeping the business very steady. I think that is a, a massive thing with anybody's business. It isn't just about having such quite a lot of business for two, three months and then having a lull of about four or five months. So it's it's looking sort of making those goals, those, those monthly goals. So, you know, really, really bringing it right down to even weekly goals so that we know we were getting enough, we're generating in, enough business um, to, to move the company forward. We've got like a three to five year plan. In three years, um, hopefully, um, Laura will have finished work completely and come out of her corporate world, which would be great for her. And yeah, and obviously I might actually maybe take a bit more of a back seat. So that's a big step for Laura, isn't it? Again, you know, that she's, be, she's yeah. making that decision to hand in a notice and, yeah, and exactly. rely completely on the business. Yes, yeah, it's a huge decision. So it's, you know, it's a plan two, three years ahead. It's not something that yeah. we're going to, you can just uh, do overnight because obviously you've got to be confident that the business is robust. Yeah, and you're, you're, as you say, you're doing this almost on a weekly basis, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. And of course, that would iron out the cash flow, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, definitely, yeah, because yeah. it's all about, yeah, where the cash is coming in, isn't it? And you don't want, like, lulls of two, three months if you, you know, if somebody's totally depending on paying a mortgage. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, Jill, in the past, you've completed a 100-mile ride for the Douglas Macmillan charity. That's some bike ride. It is. I've done, actually, that two or three times, and I've also done two or three 52 miles as well. Um, that was from Stoke to Blackpool. Douglas Macmillan's perhaps close to my heart because of 
obviously I think cancer's touched everybody's family yeah. over the years so um, I think that's one of the reasons why we did it through Dougley, uh, Douglas Mac and that it's not easy <laughs> you get to about Preston and you honestly think somebody's moved Blackpool I've got to be honest with you <laughs> and two different days when I did it one day was so hot I actually have imprints on my on my back on, on my like my vest top of all where the sun had actually tried to to get in and burn my skin and then the second time was so windy we had a headwind and it slowed us down so literally we when we got there to Blackpool we really thought it was just we were just so washed out with it all because it was just um, yeah constantly battling against the wind but well, how much preparation did you do for that? Oh, we that? did a lot of training. Yeah. Every, most weekends we were out or one or two days in the in the week and also we did a lot of spinning in the gym so that, you know, to keep us fit for that. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise nobody try it if they've never, you know, not done much cycling because it's just... Yeah. Have you got any plans to, to do any more charity work in the future then? Not not that far anyway now. <laughs> but um, I th- definitely want to work with charities in the future with the company as well. It would be good that we could, you know, do some sponsorship in the future we're not quite there yet financially I would say so and I think you've got to have the finances behind you to yeah. to be constant with a, with a charity and that's what we'd like to do not just be a you know a quick a quick win for them we'd like to think that we could just be there and, and, and per, permanently sponsor some companies so, I mean um, some charities especially like the, the Dougie Mac or local more local ones in Cheshire it's a win win isn't it yeah. you're getting involved in the community yeah. And the charity benefits from the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jill, before you go, tell our listeners uh, how they can contact you. Yeah, we're J Law Associates, which is J with a hyphen and then L A U Associates. Dot com. So that is our website. We can also find me on Facebook and also on LinkedIn with Jill Ashton on LinkedIn. Jill, thanks very much for coming into the cab today. You're welcome. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.